The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Charlie Weston, personal finance editor of the Irish Independent, is with us for his weekly money spot. Now, Charlie, there's been quite a lot of leaks over the last week or so of the contents of the Commission on Taxation and Welfare, which is making a series of recommendations to government. The full report has now been published and there's a few extra things in there which hadn't come out previously, uh, such as a plan for pizzas, chicken nuggets and chips. What has this got to do with the Commission on Taxation and Welfare? Good question, Matt. Yeah, I've been running a series of stories in the last few days, uh, you know, uncovering what's in this report. And I got hold of the report today and it's a 500 page doorstopper. And you're right, Matt. It's got all sorts of things in there. It's look, it's how could you get a collection of taxes together that will really make the blood boil uh, of proposed taxes of, of consumers? And one of them is that there should be a tax on highly processed foods. So in other words, your pizzas, your chicken nuggets, the family favourites, your chips, any of those, you know, that are processed to, to within an inch of their life, but they tend to be staples in many households and many kids would would, would eat these, you know, um, we're, we're talking fish fingers, that kind of thing. Um, essentially what it says is there should be, it doesn't say what the rate should be, but there should be, there's no, there's no tax on food at the moment, there's no VAT, but it says that the, the Commission on Taxation and Welfare says, look, it, there should be some kind of a tax on this, this processed food, what it calls ultra-processed foods in order to encourage people to, 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 to buy non-processed foods, or, you, know, uh, to, you know, as a kind of health policy issue, but also looks like a revenue-raising issue more than anything else, because this commission was appointed by the government to come up with ways of raising more tax, because uh, in future we're going to need more tax because we're getting older and climate change is going to cost us a lot and we'll have fewer workers. So this is one of the ones, and this is just bonkers, it seems, you know. Um, well, Charlie, but a tax it's on an interesting food, really, one. Matt. Well, it's an interesting one because a lot of people are already pointing out to me at zero eight seven four one hundred one zero two. This follows on minimum alcohol pricing or unit pricing, things which tend to impact disproportionately on those on lower incomes. A sort of a paternalistic approach, whereby, well, we think you're drinking too much, so we're going to tax you to stop you drinking. We now think you're eating unhealthily, so we're going to change and modify your behaviour by making it more expensive for you to eat these products. I think you're absolutely right, Matt. This personally drives me nuts, this paternalistic thing. And, and, and this commission report endorses those high taxes on alcohol as well, um, you know, because um, we brought in minimum unit pricing at the start of the year on the basis to stop people um, consuming so much alcohol. But you're absolutely right. These things on, on the high taxes on cigarettes often disproportionately hit on people on low incomes or who are surviving on welfare because, you know, they... Um, they often would they would they often buy cigarettes and uh, you know buy processed food look at middle income people buy processed food as well but i i think those kind of taxes are you know they're fine for people sitting around in committees who who can afford uh, and maybe have the time to 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 make meals and and stuff like that and can afford to buy more expensive wines okay. but i mean you know it, me- it, it it will drive people nuts i think that kind of proposal Charlie, let me go to another one, which presumably was dreamt up quite a while back and stayed in this report despite current circumstances. Increased taxes on electricity. Yeah, Matt, isn't that another one that just seems a very unfortunate timing? To be fair to this commission, 
which was put together back in April 2021, we weren't in anything like the kind of cost of living crisis situation then that we are in now. But they do say that there should be another tax on electricity. And you're absolutely right. The timing could not be worse on something like that, because as we know, electricity prices have doubled. And there's already VAT on your electricity bill. There's a public service obligation levy. Now, that's negative at the moment, but that's there as well. Uh, you, get, you have to pay standing charges as well. So they're saying there should be another tax um, it, it, because, you know, this is something that's been looked at in the European, across Europe. And, uh, they, you know, they think it, it, it's a good idea. Uh, there's no carbon tax on your electricity, even though there is on your gas. Um, and, and But also remember, Matt, as well, we have very expensive electricity in this country, about 50% above the average across the European Union. So putting another tax in there just it wouldn't seem like a great idea. And the timing is bad as well. But to be fair now, all of these proposals, none of them are for this year or next year. It's about how we fund the economy over the next five to, 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 to 20 years, basically. But and indeed, Charlie, I suppose we should emphasise these are not government proposals. These are independent proposals from the Commission and they're not binding on the government to introduce either, are they? They're not, no. And Pascal Donoghue was at the launch of this report today. The, the government appointed this commission and said, look, give us some selection of ideas of how we could manage to, to, to raise more money in future because corporate taxes, you know, are not going to stay at the elevated levels they're at the moment, Matt. And we need to look at ways of raising more money and broadening the tax base. So, But, um, you know, w- one thing Pascal Donoghue did rule out very, very stridently was any mention of changing inheritance tax because there was an absolute backlash to that when I reported on this on Monday. Uh, people explain, what, explain what this is. Yeah, tell yeah, us this why the, this they went the, crazy. This is the tax you pay, Matt, if, if, if you know over a certain threshold. If a parent is leaving uh, a, a property or, or assets to a child, they can leave up to €335,000 worth per child tax-free. That's your tax-free threshold. Uh, of your, you know, your Group A threshold. After that, you pay tax at thirty-three uh, percent on on this capital acquisitions tax. So, um, basically, the Commission said, "Look, at that should come right down. That tax-free threshold should come right down." They talked about a substantial reduction in that, bring it right down to the other thresholds, which are about thirty-two thousand euros. So. Um, that has gone down like a lead balloon. People have gone nuts about that one. They just think that's Why, really Charlie? unfair. Because, hold on, Charlie, there's a lot of people who say that it's very fair because if you have a situation whereby uh, the wealthy can give large chunks of money to their children on death, those who inherit the money, 335,000, would, for example, have an enormous leg up in buying their own property to live in as against people who have no inheritance coming who only depend on the income from their work. That this actually copper fastens inequality due to wealth. Yeah, and one of the biggest ways to copper fasten inequality is is, is property and passing on property. But people just don't like it. They think, hold on a minute here. This, these, these are homes that were paid for by you know money that was taxed. Uh, many of the people at the moment who are dying and leaving on properties would have been taxed at very high rates in the 80s and 70s and 80s, would have paid mortgage interest rates of 16%. They've paid their dues on this. It's their business. They say um, they should be able to leave it onto a son or daughter with those thresholds in place. And, and uh, they just don't like the idea that, uh, uh, that, 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 that the government should interfere. They say, look, at 
you know, where's the incentive to go out there and look after yourself? Just live off the state because uh, it, you, what you have is going to be compens- compensated, um, uh, you know, taken off you. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but Charlie, what the about the point that I'm saying to you? Is yeah, that inheritance know, that, gives then who, those who receive a substantial leg up, a substantial advantage against their peers who haven't got wealthy parents and who then, for example, can't compete to buy a house or apartment because the person who might be sitting beside them at work doing exactly the same job on the same income has a leg up because parents have given them money. And that's precisely the argument that the Commission is making in terms of tax justice and fairness and equality. You shouldn't have people getting that kind of an advantage. I mean, and it is absolutely true that an awful lot of the deposits being paid for for houses are basically the bank of mum and dad inheritances from parents. You know, they may be giving it to the kids before they die, or in or, advance. Or, yes. Yeah, the offspring might get it then when they are, or, or they might get it when they die. But that is essentially paying a hell of a lot of deposits at the moment, and they're the people who can afford to buy. Mm-hmm. Others can't. So, no matter, there's arguments on both sides, but. What I'm saying, what I'm relaying to you is the reactions were very strong to this and there was a very quick rollback by almost all the Fine Gael TDs, Leo Varadkar, the Thornish, to Pascal, Pascal Donoghue, okay. Fine Gael, anyway, are not going to go there and Fianna Fáil are very uncomfortable with any suggestions. Well, let's go to some of the other suggestions. One. Sorry, Charlie, let's go to some of the other suggestions. For example, uh, scrapping health insurance tax relief. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting one. You know, that, that was changed in the past. I think it was 2013 by... Michael Noonan, who was Minister for Finance, and, and James Riley, when he was Health Minister, and it went down very badly. The tax relief on, on your health insurance, is, it, it, it isn't huge, but uh, you get about 20% off it, up to a limited €1,000, so it's about €200 Euros per adult. Um, you know, family of two kids, two, two, two adults, you're talking about €600 Euros here in tax relief. But the Commissioner argues, look, there shouldn't be any need for this. We're moving to slauncher care, which would mean the state would would properly provide health ins- health care for everybody. So you shouldn't need health insurance. So the government shouldn't be giving you an incentive or a tax relief to take out health insurance. But others will argue, hold on a minute here. The two systems coexist. The, the private and the pr- public system need each other. The public hospitals need that income from the, the insurers and the people who have health insurance. So if you take away some of the tax incentive, a lot of people will give up their health insurance. Health insurance becomes more expensive for everybody, particularly if young people give it up. And you just kind of you interfere with the whole ecosystem of health insurance as it is. OK, another one. Um, and we're going a bit late, but there's an awful lot in this report. Something we debated on this programme last night was the suggestion that the self-employed, including farmers, should pay a higher PRSI rate. Uh, any indication from Pascal Donoghue today as to what he thought of that one? No, but and you know it's not the first time that one has come up either, Matt. It's come up with the Pensions Commission. I think we probably will move towards something like that, even though there's very big backlash against this one as well. When I reported it on Tuesday, you know, people don't like the idea of the self-employed. They're saying, hold on a minute here. I pay 4% as self-employed. An employee pays 4% as well. It's just that their employer pays, pays an, an 11%. You know, so... They're saying it's difficult. You won't have entrepreneurs. You know, it's it's tough at the moment for self-employed. I, I don't know. They won't touch any of these immediately anyway, and they don't have to. It's a kind of menu of options over the next couple of years because we do need to kind of widen out where we get our taxes. But the problem I have is so much of this report is focused on the small business person and consumers, essentially, essentially consumers taking the most of the hits. The, a lot of the, the recommendations, and there's a 100 of them, 
most of those are about consumers uh, being be, be taxed more on consumption or on maybe increasing property tax. So look, uh, they're going to be very uncomfortable, a lot of these suggestions. And, you know, I, I don't think a lot of them will see the light of day. Charlie Weston, Personal Finance Editor of the Irish Independent. Thank you for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.